Welcome to Talking Jazz. Today I want to do a very special edition about jazz in a country you might not think immediately about when you say jazz, about Austria. And usually the connotation we have when we say Austria is classical music. We think about Mozart and Beethoven and all about the great classical composers, the Vienna Boys Choir, the Vienna Philharmonic. Vienna, I guess, is for classical music as New Orleans is for jazz. But the interesting aspect is jazz has quite a history here and is deeply rooted And the reason I am interested in it right now is that I'm actually in Vienna, in Austria, and I'm spending most of this year working with one of the universities here. And when I got here just a little while ago, one of my new assignments was to explore some of the jazz history in Austria. I'm going to explore it together with you all and show you some of the things I found. And my guess is this will be one of several editions because as everywhere else, local history is incredibly rich and we often forget about that. There is the history that we acknowledge, you know, New Orleans, New York, Chicago, and of course, those are some of the best musicians and music that that we have but every local history is so rich and just because somebody decides not to move themselves to New York or somewhere else and stay where they are doesn't often mean a quality difference and I love exploring local histories because there always are incredible musicians that we just don't know enough about and it's fascinating so come along as we dive in the jazz history of austria and i'll i'll start second world war time and work my way up to contemporary musicians today of course there's a conflicted history around the second world war where austria and germany were aligned and swing and jazz was actually forbidden and so this first piece that i'm gonna play is by a pianist vibraphonist sometimes bassist arranger ernst lendl and he founded also the hot club of vienna which is you know in the hot club of paris vein these groups often featuring violin and playing the early hot jazz and he actually played with Stefan Grappelli of the hot club of Paris and it was very well connected and this recording is one that ended up not being released because of this conflicted history it was part of seven sites that were cut by the label Deutsche Telefunken in Vienna in 1944, which was right at the end of the war. Music, swing music, Austrian swing music was not popular, was not in demand, and only two of those sites 
were released, two that featured a female singer, Gretel Rath, and the other five were rejected. So this was one of the rejected cuts. It's called Dance With Me, Tanz Mit Mir, and it features Ernst Lendl on piano, vibraphone, and uh, Rudy Grechik on the clarinet, Herbert Mitteis on the violin, Vittorio, Vittorio Duccini on the guitar, Otto Simon on bass, and Arthur Motta on the drums. So here we go. Dance with me, Tanz mit mir, with Ernst Lendl and the Hot Club of Landl and the Hot Club of Vienna with a selection called Tanz mit mir, Dance with me. And it was a never released 
recording of 1944. Luckily, it was preserved. It was recorded for one of the major labels at that time and just not made public because of the conflicted times of 1944. So we are exploring Austrian jazz today as I'm doing this in Vienna, in Austria. The next musician that I would like to do, his name or his stage name is Fatty George and he's probably one of the most prominent musicians of of that time, 50s, 60s, 70s. He was a clarinet player, saxophone clarinet player, incredibly talented. He studied in Vienna but then spent quite a bit of time in Berlin and then came back and opened a jazz casino and a jazz club, Fatty Saloon in Vienna. And he also had a a program, a radio program and TV program (laughs) called Fatty Life. And when I talk to people here, they say, oh yeah, I remember this program. Because what he did, he had people call in and send in requests and then they would play those requests on the spot and and it was a beloved program it was um, kind of i don't know maybe comparable to dick clark's bandstand where he would play music to dance to but i think this is even more fascinating because they just took the requests and that's kind of risky to do live and um, on TV and play them. And, and, and they did a wonderful job. So this next recording is actually from one of those TV specials. And you can hear at the beginning a little bit the lady who calls in and talks about W.C. Handy. And she wants this, the, the blues. And they go right into it. Personnel being Fatty George, his real name was actually Franz Georg Pressler. You also hear Oscar Klein on the trumpet, Roy Crimmins, Hans van der Sys, and Charlie Antolini. So this is a little taste from Fatty Saloon. This is from the 19... 77 the TV show Fatty Life. WC Handy denke ich mir, nicht? Sie denken schon weiter zurück, ne? WC Handy. Gut, mir freut es uns ein Vergnügen. Wiederhören. Einleitung, kurze Probe, kurze Probe. We play the introduction. Ohne Einleitung, gleich drüber. Ja, Vorbass, Vorbass, Introduction. Tempo.
That was the WC Handy Blues performed live on the Fatty George TV show Fatty Life in the 70s in Vienna, showcasing some of the history of jazz in Vienna today, or not just Vienna, in Austria, actually. Of course, with Vienna being one of the centers, being the capital, but there's lots more going on. I guess you can't go without the most famous export of jazz of Austria, which is Joe Savinul. Very interesting backdrop. He actually started on the accordion and early on and, and started at seven years old to study at the conservatory in Vienna, played piano and violin and clarinet. His grandmother was a gypsy, his grandfather a truck driver, his father a weightlifter, so he started not in a privileged environment but worked his way up and was good enough at 20 years old to join one of the most prominent um, jazz musicians at the time, Hans Koller, for recording. So this is with the Koller's Austrian All-Stars in 1954. And then in 1959, uh, he won a scholarship to study at Berklee College of Music. So he went, he got himself to the U.S. and started at Berklee. And it only took a week <laughs> until he got a job with Maynard Ferguson's uh, Birdland uh, Dream Band, where he also met his longtime collaborator, Wayne Shorter. So eventually with Wayne, of course, he is prominent for the band Weather Report. In between, he worked with Dinah Washington as a accompanist from 1959 to 1969. And then, of course, he joined Canyon Ball Adderley. Um, he, he would stay with him all through the 60s. And his famous composition, Mercy, 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 is recorded with Canyon Ball. And then in 1969, he was invited by Miles Davis to contribute music for the album In a Silent Way. He recorded In a Silent Way with Miles Davis and then also ended up on Bitches Brew, one of the most prominent albums that started the fusion era and which was the seeds for several of the, these prominent fusion bands and one of them being Joe Savinul and Wayne Shorter founding Weather Report. There's long more further <laughs> history. Joe Savinul really is one of the most prominent jazz musicians of our time. But what I want to play is a recording he did in 1967. He called it From Vienna with Love. And since we're discussing Vienna or Austrian jazz history, I just want to document how each musician has their roots and how this love and where you come from filters in the creation of your music and makes a special mix and a special individual contribution. And in this recording, you can hear the Joe Salvinol's roots growing up in Vienna, this mix of classical music, hearing strings, being fascinated by jazz, and always carrying that with him wherever he goes and wherever his creations go. 
So this is Joe Sabinul, a 1967 recording from Vienna with love. That was Joe Savino and his 1967 recording from Vienna with Love. And my topic today is Austrian jazz and some of the history here. Joe Savino, probably being the most prominent expert, 
export. But there are some others that are currently making a mark in the international scene. And that's where we're going to get to now. In 1965, the second largest city in Austria, Graz, the University for Music and Art there in Graz, finally, or early on, actually, 65 was early, established a jazz studies program, which was even one year before the Indiana University jazz studies program was established. So it was very early in creating these programs and they were ahead of the curve. And there was a group of musicians that were quite forward-looking and rooted also somewhat in the avant-garde scene at the time. And one of the leaders, founders, and most prominent musicians from there was Dieter, Dieter Klavishnik. And I got to meet him this summer and hear him um, at a conference. He's a very special personality, deeply rooted in this avant-garde tradition and the, the concept idea. So he actually studied at the University for Music and Art in Graz, and he studied uh, several instruments, piano, trombone, but also conducting and music history. And he went on to eventually lead one of the prominent German radio orchestra, the NDR Orchestra, but he also founded the jazz program. He toured at all the prominent jazz festivals at the time, was a prolific in his recording output, in his composition output. And actually his son, Hans Glavishnik, is right now one of the prominent New York bassists that can be heard with many of those touring groups. I want to play a recording that features Dieter Klavishnik's uh, composition. It's called Ostinato, which means it's something that keeps repeating. And you can hear that. It's just a repeated pattern. And then the whole composition is built on it. And, and this is from a 2013 recording birthday. It was the celebration of his uh, 75th birthday. This is Dieter Klavishnik and Friends, Ostinato, from the 2013 Klopotek release, Birthday.
Nikola Vishnik in France playing Ostinado, a 2013 release entitled Birthday. And I'm featuring prominent Austrian jazz musicians today as I'm exploring the jazz history. I will actually start a research seminar on the Austrian jazz history here at the university where I'll be teaching for the year. And it's fascinating. Local jazz history is fascinating. There's so many gems and jewels to be found once you start digging. So probably one of my favorite musicians that I discovered here is a bass player called Gina Schwartz. And I got to spend last week Saturday with her exploring the jazz scene here. We went to several spaces and she showed me the, the clubs. And Gina is an incredible bassist. Um, she studied here at the Conservatory in Vienna at the University for Music and Art in Vienna. And then eventually also spent some time at the Berklee College of Music. And she had a stipend to go to uh, New York and where she studied with Cecil McBee and Ron McClure and Buster Williams and Dennis Irvin. She told me several stories about connecting with those bassists and, and taking lessons. Most importantly, since 2011, she actually is on the faculty of the Institute for Popular Music at the University of Music and uh, Art in Vienna, which is wonderful because as we all know, full-time instrumental teaching faculty at universities is still quite sparse. So she has, um, she, she's a wonderful role model there. And in 2017 and 18, she led a project called Panonica after Panonica, the Baroness, in New York that was a patron for it for the arts there and she did regular concerts at the jazz club here in Vienna Porgy and Bess and invited some of the leading female musicians uh, internationally she had uh, Concerts with Marilyn Masur, with Ingrid Jensen, Sylvie Corusier, Karen Hamar, Camilla Mesa, Angelica Angelica Nichier, Julia Hülsmann, show from various countries and continents. And she recorded uh, some of that music that she created for this group. So I'm going to feature one of the pieces there. And um, I want to point out the really intricate arrangement and composition that's featured, the various lines that are stacked on each other, the rhythmic complexity of, of the riff that everything is based on. This recording is from 2020 and how fun it is, it actually features her daughter Judith Schwartz on drums. And then we also hear Lawrence Rapp, Lisa Hoffmanninger, Alois Ebel, Florian Sickhardner, Clemens Seinitzer, Philipp Nukrin, and Primus Sitter. So it's quite a large group. The recording is called Panonica. The piece is called Communication in Isolation. So here is Gina Schwartz. Thank you. 
project. Her on bass, together with her daughter Judith Schwartz on drums, Lawrence Rapp, Lisa Hoffmanninger, Alois Ebel, Florian Sighartner, Clemens Seinitzer, Philipp Nükrin, Primus Sitter. And you're hearing from the names that I'm reciting that those are names from Europe, specifically from Austria. So I'm featuring several Austrian prominent jazz musicians today as I'm exploring the history in preparation of teaching a, a seminar actually on this. The brass instrument, uh, marching band type tradition is huge in Austria. Having those bands, those town bands, is just part of the culture. And so horn players are plentiful and great horn players are always plentiful here. And based on that, there's some really great big bands because there's enough wonderful musicians available to form those big bands. And they're often in regions. So I'm going to feature something from a group that's called the Upper Austrian Jazz Orchestra with Ed Puddig. So Upper Austrian means the upper part close to Germany, rather, you know, the Austria borders on Germany and then Switzerland, down on, on Italy, you have the Tyrolean part, and then there's the Czech Republic and Hungary on, on the other sides. So this is the top part that goes towards Germany and towards Munich. And the Upper Austrian Jazz Orchestra does quite a few projects, often with singers, often with prominent musicians. They had as guests people like Kenny Wheeler, Jack Walrath, Johnny Griffin, Slide Hampton, Toshiko Akiyoshi. This is a recording called Crazy Days. It's from a recent album they released, also called Crazy Days. And some of the um, musicians in the group, Andreas Brenzel, Gerhard Rastorfer, Simon Plötzeneder, Paul Weinberger, Dominik Stöger, Robert Bachner, Hermann Mayer, uh, many more, but it's led by a conductor called Ed Puddig. This is a combination of swing and some modern influences, very much in the vein of modern big bands. So here is the Upper Austrian Jazz Orchestra with Ed Puddig and the title track of their release.
Jazz Orchestra, and today I've featured some Austrian jazz, exploring the history with a very, very broad overview, and we actually started even pretty late in the history, and mainly focusing on the contemporary ones. So for the last one, I want to focus on probably the currently most prominent Austrian jazz musician on the international stage scene which is guitarist Wolfgang Mutspiel and he um, works pretty much out of New York or with major musicians there at the time doing lots of recordings he has worked with Dave Liebman, Peter Erskine, Paul Motion, Bob Burke, Gary Peacock, he has recorded Don Elias, Larry Grenadier uh, John Patitucci, so many more. It's it's a it's a long list, and he records also quite frequently for the Munich label ECM, which is known for the high audio quality. Manfred Eicher, who founded the label, had a very specific vision about um, acoustic sound about analog recording 
And all his recordings are known for this very specific, intricate, intimate sound where you feel like you're in the room and, and you can hear the vibrations of the instruments. And early on, actually some of the early Keith Jarrett and Chikoria recordings were some of the first recordings that he did in the early 70s. So he is still here and at it, and we're very lucky to keep adding to the catalog of the ECM recordings. Often people even talk about the ECM sound. And so this recording is one that Wolfgang Mutspiel, the Austrian guitarist, did together with uh, trumpeter Ambrose Akin Musayer, with Brad Meldau on the piano, Larry Grenadier on bass, Eric Harland on the drums. And this is a 2018 ECM recording. And just a few more words to Wolfgang Mutspiel. So um, currently he's actually the professor for jazz guitar at the University for Music in, in Basel, which is over in, in Switzerland and he is originally from a small town called Judenburg in Austria but studied at the New England Conservatory and the Berkeley College of Music. Here is Wolfgang Mutspiel. The tune is called Where the River Goes and it features Ambrose Akin Musayer, Brad Meldau, Larry Grenadier, Eric Harland from the 2018 ECM recording. And thank you for sharing your time with me today and exploring some of the Austrian jazz. There'll be more to come and hopefully I'll also get to introduce to you some of the musicians from here in person. Of course, with all my other friends everywhere else. Thank you for listening to Talking Jazz, Where the River Goes, Wolfgang Mutspiel.
talking jazz today. My topic was Austrian Jazz History Part 1. You can hear Talking Jazz every Thursday at 11 a.m. and Mondays at 7 p.m. on WETF 105.7 in South Bend, Indiana, or online at jazzradiowetf.org, and Fridays at 8 p.m. on WICR 88.7 Indianapolis. Previous shows are also on my YouTube channel, Monica Hersig, M-O-N-I-K-A-H-E-R-Z-I-G. Please subscribe to the Talking Jazz playlist. Thank you for listening.